Welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave, where we chat with amazing women within the worlds of sports, fitness, wellness, and business who aren't afraid to keep it real. Every week, we talk careers, relationships, and most importantly, the practice of self-care. Uncensored and unapologetic, you'll walk away from every episode with real-life takeaways and advice. No BS or fluff. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Rebel Babe Cave. I'm your host, Crystal Rose. Thank you for being here today. If you caught last week's episode, I shared about my really horrible and physically damaging experience with cool sculpting. My reasoning behind sharing is really because I am just so passionate about helping women feel amazing in their skin and because I know what it's like to obsess over wanting to look perfect and wanting results fast and then damaging yourself somehow in the process. I have dedicated a good part of my life now trying to help women overcome their body image issues. So really I have moved past what cool sculpting did to me, but I share about it because if I can help just one woman from going through the same thing that I have, like I have to use my voice, which is also why I've embarked on a new certification program. That's just flipping my world upside down right now. I've had to re-examine and refeel some stuff that can be pretty uncomfortable. And one of the most recent lessons is about my inner child and how as an adult, sometimes we create destructive behaviors to get those needs met that weren't met as a child. I've worked really hard to eliminate a lot of those behaviors that I've engaged in in the past, but this helped me to think about it in this whole new way and gave me some space to examine my life now and to see if I'm leaning on anything as a crutch to get my unmet needs met. You know, it's also really helping me from a coaching perspective, because I can see how my clients may be struggling and some of the behaviors that they're engaging in, especially around food that's damaging to them. How many of us turn to food for comfort or as a way to sabotage ourselves to feel unworthy? And how many times have we felt guilt around food and punished ourselves with exercise after eating? And I'm using quotes here, something bad, How often do we create rules for ourselves around food, things you tell yourself you can and cannot have, or you can only have if how exhausting, right? Like there's something I am integrating into my nutrition because it's so much more than just food. You guys, there are so many other factors to take into consideration and to be truly successful long-term, you have to work on the inner parts of you, not just the outer parts of you. If this speaks to you, hit me up in my DMs. Instagram at Excel Rose, or go ahead and hit me up on Facebook. I'd love to chat with you and, you know, see if we can work together to reach your goals. Switching gears to business development and fun. I am going to an incredible event in August called Pays to be Brave. And it's in one of my favorite cities, Chicago. I'm so excited, you guys. It's being put on by this awesome chick, Angie Lee, if you know who that is. Y'all, at her last event, there was a ball pit, okay? She had dance parties. There are amazing speakers and so much learning. Angie is no joke, you guys. She puts out real, juicy, actionable advice in all of her content, like stuff that's already made my business better. And you guys, 
that shit was free. Like I can't even imagine the incredible stuff I'm going to learn at her event that I bought actual tickets for. (laughs) So want to come? I'd love it if you join me. I have joined her Brave Squad and it'll save you some money on your ticket to Pace to be Brave. So if you go to angielee.com slash PTBB2020, that's PTBB as in Pace to be Brave, click on the button that says buy tickets to Chicago and type in my code at checkout. It's C-H-R-Y 50 at checkout. It's going to save you 50 bucks off your ticket. So screenshot your ticket at checkout, upload it to your Instagram stories, tag me in it, and let's hang out in Chicago together this summer. Our guest today is such an amazing chick, and I am so excited for you guys to meet her. Josiah Santiago Hines is a wife, registered nurse, Reiki healer, podcaster, personal trainer, fitness instructor, nutrition coach, author, cannabis consultant, speaker, and social media influencer. She was born and raised in North Philadelphia. She obtained her bachelor's of nursing from Newman University and pursued a graduate degree from LaSalle University for studies in anesthesia. Later, her love and passion for fitness, nutrition, and women empowerment really grew through social media. In 2016, she decided to become her own boss, eliminated $72,000 of her student loan debt, and started to help women look good naked and manage their anxiety and depression naturally as the founder and CEO of Love Fit LLC. Today, Josira lives a life by design, leading women to do the same. Josira, welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave. Thank you so much. I'm super excited. I'm so pumped to have you here. I've been kind of stalking you on Instagram, (laughs) (laughs) checking you out a little bit. So before we get started, I like to do something called goals, gratitude, and badassery. So tell me, and this can be for 2020, this can be just for this week, whatever is on your mind for right now. What are your goals? What are you grateful for? And what's something that you've done recently that you're proud of or you think is pretty badass? I love these questions. (laughs) Okay. So for my goals, I'm like, I'm a big dreamer, but the biggest thing that I'm focusing on this year, 2020, which is a, a break the stigma course for people who struggle with anxiety, but also want some information about medical marijuana. I just became a patient for my anxiety. So I want to give back and be able to show people how they can control their, you know, anxiety naturally with, the techniques and also medical marijuana. So that's one of my goals. The next thing was my gratitude. So biggest thing is my husband. My husband is my man. I don't even know what's like, he's just freaking amazing. I with, like I said, I have really bad anxiety and he knows how to calm me down. So I'm super grateful for having him in my life. And what was the last one again? Badassery. <laughs> Everyone struggles with this one. <laughs> <laughs> Badassery. Well, actually, I'm, I'm very, I'm the person that, um, like I said, I strive for really big goals and then I never celebrate my accomplishments. But two big things that I would say is badassery that I don't, I always kind of like brush it away. You know, I quit nursing at the age of 27 after starting my own fitness business. And I also eliminated 70k of debt throughout that process as well. So I think that's pretty badass. <laughs> that is super badass. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. So I love diving into the anxiety and depression and mental health because it's a big thing in my life personally. And then also, I love what you're doing. You want to break the stigma. I think that's so important. And 
so important to keep talking about it. So tell me a little bit more about that. If you want to share a little bit, you know, your struggle and then like how you kind of have started to overcome it. Sure. I'm going to try to make this as short as possible because my anxiety story is pretty long. But I was actually diagnosed with generalized anxiety 2009, which was my senior year of nursing school. So I was a nurse, a full-time registered nurse in the ICU. But that's when I got diagnosed. I started to have these palpitations. And the funny thing is that I took a mental health course, but I was like, nah, I don't have anxiety. I'm not having panic attacks. That's not me. Um, (laughs) I was also not able to concentrate with exams. And I was doing like, okay, like I wasn't like surpassing my grades. But that's when I, I was like, I don't know what's going on. My heart is palpitating. I can't concentrate. I went to the doctors and they're like, Sarah, you have generalized anxiety. And I was like, no, I don't. And then, you know, looking it up, I opened up my nursing book and I was like, oh, uh, yeah, that's it. So they prescribed me several antidepressants and also anti-anxiety medications. They helped for a little bit, but they also gave me a lot of side effects as well. But I used them for a couple of years. And then I actually started as a nurse working in the ICU, which was crazy. And that also increased my anxiety. And I started to like work out because I was like, there's something else that I need in my life. I was, you know, just like, like everyone else. I was like with the anxiety, I started to gain a lot of weight. So I wasn't taking care of my health and nursing, like any stressful job is going to increase your anxiety. So I started to take care of my health and stuff like that. But I started to notice just more and more side effects of the medication that I was on. And I just wanted to get off of it. And as a nurse, and for any of those who are listening and you're on medication, do not stop your medication without talking to your doctor um, because you shouldn't do that. But I personally just got off of it on my own because I I was a nurse. I knew what was going to happen. So I stopped and I just started to meditate and started to work out and change my eating habits. And I, I felt a little bit better until about last year, January of, of this year, I, I was in such a dark place. I don't know why my anxiety got just so bad, I guess, with following. I'm an A-type person, so I'm always doing to-do lists and I'm always doing something. I don't know how to relax. And of course, that increases your anxiety. And I went back to the doctors and they're like, here's another pill. And I was like, don't want to do that again because I have I have been on like probably 10 plus different pills. So then I started to research medical marijuana. I had a friend saying like, just smoke, girl, just smoke. And I was like, <laughs> You know, I, as a nurse, I was like, that's illegal. Like, and like, no. like, and then my husband works for the government. So I was like, I can't do that. I was like, if I'm going to do it, I want to do it legally. Yeah. Um, so I researched, I watched a lot of documentaries on Netflix and that's when I opened my heart to like, okay, I'm, I'm going to give this a try. And I did, I became a medical marijuana patient in March of 2019, very recent, it's about to be a year. And it has truly, truly helped me. But for those of who want information about medical marijuana, it's, it's important to also just seek help because there are strains that increase your anxiety. So you have to be careful with that. But that's overall my very sh- kind of like short anxiety story. I also actually came to realize that a lot of my anxiety were, is from like my imbalanced hormones from being on birth control. Mm. I was, and I just like realized that not too long ago after reading this amazing book called Beyond the Pill, 
And I was diagnosed like few months after getting on the pill because I was I was about 18 or 19 when I got prescribed the, the birth control. And then shortly after I had anxiety and reading that book, I was like, wow, this is it. This is it. So I'm actually in the process of getting off and my body is going crazy now, but I'm going to get through it. <laughs> yeah. You know that, I mean, I feel like you had, you said so many good things, so many good things in there. Birth control and this it's such a weird subject I feel like to talk about now because I think there are people who are very defensive about it because they're on it for, you know, heavy, painful periods or, you know, to help with cystic acne. And there's a lot of things that they're on it without realizing that it's a band-aid for those things generally. And they're still there. And the cause of those things is still there and it's still in your body and you're just masking it and managing it with, birth control. And it's really like, you know, putting a bandaid on a bullet wound and being like, well, I don't have painful periods anymore. So it's great. And I'm going to, you know, keep it up. And I hate it. I hate it for so many women. Cause I think, you know, we're poisoning our bodies for something uh, that's, you know, maybe could be treated in another way. So I feel you on that. I actually got off birth control. I want to say it's going to be about like three years now, two or three years now. Congratulations, and, man. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, I had been on the Nuva Ring forever. I mean, just forever. And just six or so months ago, I think it was maybe a little bit longer, but I realized it was kind of like, oh, you know, my period was very irregular. And it would be like seven days late, 14 days late, and just continue to go late. Like I would like have a period on almost every day of the month eventually because it just kept cycling like through. And I ended up finding this really amazing supplement that's like totally natural. This woman has a supplement line. It's actually called Dr. Chess. It's hormone master. And within two weeks, boom, regular 28-day cycle, bam. Like So I'm very passionate. <laughs> I'm going to check it out. I actually haven't had my period in forever because of obviously the birth control. I was on a, like a, just a low estrogen pill, which actually like I have it like right here because I was yeah. going to do a post about it. Um, <laughs> but, and also like I'm a competitor, so I have a very low body fat. So right. it's like, I need to gain weight in order to, you know, get my period back. But it's also like my hormones are just all over the place right now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's um that's so interesting. Well, good luck on getting off the pill. <laughs> I have it's been actually today is week five and I've just been a ball of anxiety, but I'm I'm getting through it every single day. I'm just trying to stay positive through the process. Amazing. So tell me about so you killed seventy two thousand dollars of student loan debt. That's like I feel like a dream to a lot of people. So explain that a little bit. Was that in just, you know, in building your business? How long did that take you? You know, is that kind of, was that your goal from the start? And talk a little bit about that. Okay. So first of all, when I seen the 72K of debt, when I graduated, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be 80 years old by the time I finish this. My mom did all my FASA. She did all the stuff, college stuff. So I had no idea how much debt I was going to be in when I graduated 
And I actually couldn't find a job for like nine months. And like, you know how people say, oh, nursing is great. Everyone's going to have a job. And yeah, you eventually get a job, but it's actually really, really hard because a lot of hospitals are looking for experienced nurses. And I'm like, okay, like I just graduated. I'm not experienced. So it was really hard to find a job. So my mom actually helped me a little bit in the first month to like pay my student loans because, you know, they knock on your door right after you graduate. They don't care if you don't have a job yet. So I didn't have the goal to eliminate it because I honestly thought that I would that would just be a bill that I would have to continue to pay for every single year because it was it just was like a big lump of money. Like I was like, this is impossible. And then, you know, with getting a job, I was able to, you know, put a little bit extra or minimum or whatever. But my biggest goal was just to travel. So I wasn't even thinking about it. I was like, okay, (laughs) you know, this bill is just like a Comcast bill or, you know, like just, you know, a regular bill. That's, that's what my mentality was until it was what year, May of 2013 was when I decided to start a side hustle, which was with a multi-level marketing business um, called Beachbody. I started that business only because I wanted to lose weight. I was working day shift and night shift and I gained about 30 pounds unhealthy. Like I was super unhealthy and I hated to work out. My husband at the time, he was my boyfriend. He would have to convince me with Dunkin' Donuts to go to the gym. Like it was that bad. Like... (laughs) If you look at my Instagram now, you're like, oh my gosh, she's so fit. Like I was not like that. But I started that business because months before that, I was doing their programs and drinking their shakes and and I didn't want nothing to do with the business until everyone at work was just like, Syrah, you like, you look amazing. What are you doing? And I was helping them for free. And then I got contacted by, you know, one of those people that are in your mm-hmm. inbox and say, hey, girl, see what you're doing. <laughs> um, and I was like, why not? Like, I'm doing it for free. So I signed up. And I'm so grateful for that network marketing business, because that is that is literally what made me realize that I don't need to be in debt all my life. So I seen some other girl. Her name is actually Bonnie Angle. She went live one day on Facebook And she was talking to her, whatever bank that she owed, she eliminated her debt. Like she paid 10K at once. And I was like, I want to do that. Like when I seen her do that, I knew that she was a regular girl and I know she's from Philadelphia. I'm from Philadelphia. When I seen that, that was the thing that I was like, I can do that too. I could eliminate my debt. She's younger than me. I was like, I can do this. And that's when I opened the book called Total Money Makeover, December of 2015. I was about 40000 still that I had left to pay off. I read that book from front to back. And I hate reading because, you know, with nursing, with nursing, I was reading so many books. And I was also in graduate school to be a nurse anesthetist. So I was like, oh, reading. But I was like, I got to do this. I know this works. And I followed the Dave Ramsey method. And then I eliminated 40K within, I believe it was six months. So it was wow. December of 2015 was when I read the book. And then it was April of 2016 when I completely eliminated it. And my strategic was basically using my network marketing business. Whatever I made with that was going to go towards my loan. So my last big payment was about a little over $8,000 that I was like, peace out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
Thank you. And I actually have a YouTube video and everything that if you want to like check it out, it's, it makes me cry every single time that I see it and other people cry too. But I actually recorded it just like her because she inspired me to do it and be able to inspire other people that they can do it too. You know, I love that element. I don't know if it's like women empowerment, but it's like when you see another woman do something, it's like, I can do that too. Like I'm smart, I'm capable, you know, and rather than seeing another woman as, oh, screw her. Like, <laughs> you know, she's doing this and she's doing that and, and being jealous. It's more of like a, she's a mirror to show you what's possible. And I think that is so cool that you were able to see that and be like, wait, I can, I can do that too. Yeah. I love it. So you got into fitness because of anxiety and work, you know, you had gained weight and you were working and all of that. So how does one go from, Hey, I'm going to start, you know, working out and feeling better and looking better and reducing my anxiety to competition. (laughs) (laughs) It is super crazy. So like I said, it was, I would say I became super committed with working out which was like in 2012 when I started the program Insanity at Home. I don't recommend anyone to do that. It's like the most (laughs) horrible program ever, but it did give me amazing results. So at that time, I just needed to find something that I could do at home because I was working 12 hours and I just wanted to just lose weight and be happy of myself because I used to look in the mirror just like any woman who wants to lose weight. And I was just super like, wow, Sarah, what did you do to yourself? So it was just more that I just wanted to control my anxiety and lose a little weight. But when I started the network marketing business and helping people through fitness, I started to get addicted. Like I was doing so many different programs and I was like, I want to learn everything about, you know, how to eat better and, and all that stuff. And as I started to build my business and help so many people, it inspired me to want to do more. Like I was like, I would love to have abs. I would love to have like, like more muscle and, and I would just see these, you know, these Instagram girls who are doing fitness challenges with thousands of people and they look amazing. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to be that. And that's kind of what inspired me was watching other people on social media do kind of like what I wanted to do. And then this magazine came out with a challenge and some girl that I knew did it. So I don't know if you ever heard of the Oxygen Magazine Challenge. Mm -hmm. And the first year, one of my friends did it and she won. The second year, I was freaking afraid and I ended up just not signing up. But the third year, I was like, I got to do this. Like, I'm going to do this. So that Oxygen Challenge is actually what inspired me to want to be on a magazine and and want to compete. Each year I've placed, so the first year I've placed top 25. The second year I was, I was top five. And then last year I was like so close to winning. So I didn't win, but it opened the door to creating my own magazine to help other women have an opportunity to be on a magazine. So currently I have 41 ladies who are doing a program with me. And one of them will be on the cover, giving them an opportunity that, that I didn't have. And yeah, like that's kind of just, I guess it's the magazine that was inspired me that I was like, all right, like I want to see where I could take my body. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love that. I love that you're paying it forward in a way. I've always said, you know, I never had a woman, a mentor, like someone to answer my questions or, or be there for me. And so a lot of the times I try to be that woman for other women because 
I didn't have it, you know, rather than being like, well, I didn't have it. So <laughs> you figure it out on your own. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, I'm like anything that has been hard for me, I'm just like trying to pay it forward and help people, you know, not do the mistakes that I did or just be able to give opportunities that I didn't have. I love that. Where did that come from? Have you always been like a girl's girl or into empowering women or is this like a... I, I feel oh. like it's fairly new because in high school, I only liked it to deal with boys because girls were just so catty and <laughs> I had a lot of haters. And like, I did have like a small group of girls that I would hang out with. But overall, like I wasn't like a girly girl. Like I, I just wasn't like that. But I feel like with the network marketing business, I actually don't work that. It's on the side right now. I'm focusing on my own stuff. But I noticed with doing that network marketing business, we were always competing against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm and I'm not saying anything bad about multi-level marketing businesses, but it, that's in, in my opinion, I felt like, oh, you do Herbalife. So I can't talk to you or I can't, you know, I can't help you. Like, I didn't love that. And that's why this, what was like last year, like August of 2019 was when I had this desire. I want to empower women and I don't want to care about what multi-level marketing business you're in. Like, I just want to connect with successful people and I don't want to care about that. And that's where it grew. Like, I was like, I want to help women in all aspects of their lives, which is now I'm going to have a conference this year. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's crazy how things happen, but... I would say August of 2019 was when I was like, I just became like that woman empowerment, but like feminist that I was. (laughs) (laughs) I love that though. Yeah. You know, the thing is like, I had always had this kind of like negative view of the multi-level marketing network marketing world. And I think that now, I mean, you know, at first it was kind of like, uh, but I think now it's more of like, you know, there are people who are doing it really right. And then there's people who are not. And I think that you can really tell the difference within like three seconds of reading someone's post or, you know, getting like a cold DM to your inbox. Hey girl, you know, that whole thing. And I think I'm less, it doesn't bother me. You know, someone's like, oh, I do blah, blah, blah. I'm like, cool. Makes you happy. You're making money, whatever. Awesome. You know, if you're one of those creepy people who just slides up in other people's DMs, like maybe you should take a marketing course. (laughs) (laughs) But I love that you kind of started there and then realized like you wanted to do your own thing and it's brought you even more success. So I love that. I love it. And you're having your own magazine and and your own conference. Like you're crazy. You're crazy like me. (laughs) I know. It's like, I want to do all the things and then I do it. And I'm like, what did I do to myself? (laughs) A lot. (laughs) Right. It's hard to balance and it's hard to even just, you know, in your bio, you've got like 72 different titles basically. So how, how do you do all those things? And one, stay sane because you do have anxiety. And I think even just like the average person without anxiety would be stressed out all the time. But how do you do those things and do them well? So this is something that I still struggle with, but I always work through a to-do list and I like to do time blocking Mm -hmm. Um, because if I don't time block or have a to-do list to follow, I'm like squirrel brain. If my phone vibrates, I'm like, oh, who texted me? So I have to write down exactly what I'm going to be focusing on for the day. And then depending on the projects, I have like this big old calendar 
and I'll put, okay, this week, this I'm doing podcast recording. And then this week I'm going to create a course. And then this one, I'm going to launch it. So I'm like very strategic on how I plan out my time. And I have to schedule, schedule things because that's the only thing that lessens my anxiety. Yeah, I'm with you. My calendar is like the key, the key to <laughs> chilling me out. <laughs> yeah. If I didn't have a calendar, I would be like lost. <laughs> like I don't, I don't even know. Same. Absolutely. And the time blocking thing for me is very new, but I started doing it more so recently, not just the regular, oh, I work during this time. It's more of like, I'm working on this. I'm working on this. And it has definitely helped. It hasn't reined me in completely, but it's definitely helped. So how do you do all these things, do them well, and then also like show up for your husband the way that you need to? Great question. So like I said, I'm just like super strategic on my time. I tried to make business hours because I know when I first started this business, especially with network marketing, I was just always on social media and my husband resented it. Like it was to the point we were battling. (laughs) It was so bad. It's like, get off your phone (laughs) until, you know, I sat him down and this was when I was a nurse and I sat him down and And I told him, I was like, look, like, I don't want to do nursing anymore. And I want to work really hard on this business so that I could quit nursing. And that's when we sat down together and figured out like a schedule where I was going to work and also when I was going to have more time for him. And then he also helped with some things that I was doing, like cleaning the house and grocery shopping and all that stuff. Cause I was also in school to be a nurse anesthetist, but with him, it's just a huge communication. And I swear every year is like, it's still kind of a battle sometimes, but it's funny that you asked me this question because it was like, just like two weeks ago, I put my phone on do not disturb at seven o'clock. And I told him, I was like, I'm not going to be on my phone. I'm not going to be on social media. Seven o'clock is that's it. And I've been so good for the past two weeks, but now I'm realizing he's on his phone. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, my phone is on do not disturb. Stop it. Um, So that's, it's, I have to do those things and like set alarms to like get off my phone because I'm just in the habit of like, cause I work online. I'm just always on my phone. And then sometimes I just like pick it up and I'm like, why am I picking it up? It's just a habit. So yeah, like the I, I have an iPhone. So I love that you can put the do not disturb. So I have it on a certain time, which is seven o'clock until 9am in the morning. So I could do my own self care because self care is so important for anxiety. And then what I also do is I just sit down with him all the time with communication of when I have this and when I have that and when we're going to add in, you know, me time and his time and all that stuff. And then the other question was, how do I do all the things? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's more of like, you know, how do you show up for him? Because you're doing all these things and you're trying to do them well. And then, but you, you, I think you answered that. So yeah, it's the only way that I can make time for him because I'm just like always business mode is use all these features on the phone or like the screen time, you know, the iPhone that you could like turn off the apps. I have to do all those things in order to like, (laughs) so that he has my attention. It's so bad, but it works. Yeah. It's hard to not just mindlessly scroll. Like you said, it's a habit, you know, and then you just get in the habit of scrolling Facebook, scrolling Instagram, scroll, you know, and before you know it, you're not even, I'll pick up my phone to like specifically look at something or someone's profile for a reason. And then before I know it, I'm scrolling and I haven't even looked. So (laughs) 
me. <laughs> it's really cool that you're able to be more mindful of that and to set those boundaries. I feel like I, I do good for a little bit and then I'm like, Ah, all over. So yeah, thank you. I will be <laughs> welcome. It works. It really works because especially with shutting off your apps, it's grayed out. So you have to click on it and then it tells you, do you want to go on this app? And then it'll give you like <laughs> one minute. It gives you one minute to check it or 15 minutes, or you can totally cancel it. So I do is like, if I'm like, there's one thing that I have to check, I'm like, all right, one minute. And I'll do the one minute, but like the app just crashes after that. One. <laughs> it works. It's like, get off your phone, psycho. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. I love that. So self-care, you've just brought that up again. I know you said you do some meditation and whatnot. So like, what do you consider, what's self-care for you? What does that look like? So I have adopted a very new morning routine that has really been helping with my anxiety. So I'll just go through it. (laughs) When I wake up, I wake up about 6.30 in the morning only because I have to take my husband to the train. We share a car. I go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, but something new that I started to do was tongue scraping. So I've been doing that, washing my face, and then I do oil pooling. It's all kind of things to like take care of my body. And then when I go downstairs, I have this ice roller. The ice roller is good for wrinkles and it actually helps me wake up because I'm not a morning person. I hate waking up super <laughs> like I need all the things to help me, you know, get up because I can't really drink caffeine either when my anxiety is really high. It's really bad for anxiety. So I do that in the morning and then I take my husband to the train and then I come back to finish my self-care. So my biggest thing is journaling. I actually have my own planner that has sections where I write in my gratitudes, my affirmations, what's my goal for the day. And then just overall, whatever's on my mind, good or bad is going to, I'm going to write it down. Uh, So I journal and then I also read personal development. It could be something that that I'm struggling with, like there's anxiety books or currently right now I'm reading a book called Creating Money to learn how to manifest money. So I take about, I would say 20 minutes to, to read a couple pages and then I meditate and I love the podcast called Meditation Minis or I believe it's called Women Meditations and those take about 10 to 15 minutes and that's kind of what I do for my morning routine. And is this all stuff that you just kind of like threw yourself into? Did you add a little bit, little by little? Was any of this like hard for you at first? Oh, meditation was really hard. So when I first started meditating, it was like a few years ago and I just couldn't shut my brain off. I was like squirrel brain. I was like, "This this doesn't work for me. This doesn't, I can't do this anymore. And I just always had the goal to be consistent with it, but I wasn't because it just was like, how can I, like, I don't have time. You know how we always say, I don't have time. I don't have time to sit here for 10 minutes and and quiet until it was January, 2019. And I made some goals and I was like, I have to meditate five days out out of the week. I don't care, have to. And when I say things like that into my head, I'm like, I'm gonna do it. So I have this little positive habit tracker and I wrote meditate. And every time I meditated, I would just check it off because I'm like a to-do list person. So it was like a part of my to-do list until now is a habit. But it was really hard. It was hard to implement that because just like anyone else, I'm the same. I'm like, I don't have time for that. I'm too busy to do that. So each thing I kind of started like one by one. The meditation was the first thing that I started 
And then the tongue scraping and the oil pulling actually is very recent. I just started like a few, I would say a month ago. So yeah, I take it day by day because if I do all that stuff all at once, I would just be crazy. (laughs) I think that a lot of women are just kind of like, I want to do all of these things. So I'm going to start doing all these things. And then they get discouraged because it's really hard to change your, you know, daily habits and to integrate new things, but no one has the patience, you know, to kind of do them one by one, but that's how you're successful. Yeah. Yeah. And I would have to say I, with anxiety, I still get anxiety with changing my routine because I'm just so routine of what I do. So when I started the meditation, although like meditation is supposed to be soothing, I was definitely filled with anxiety starting it because it was just something new for me. Right. It's kind of like, am I doing this right? How long is this going to be? And then you start thinking about what you need to do. And then you're like, oh, I shouldn't do that. I need to be thinking of nothing because I'm meditating. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's really hard. And I think that a lot of the times when you do have anxiety and people will be like, meditate, you know, and then most people are like, well, meditating doesn't work for me, but it's generally because none of us have the patience to... <laughs> there yeah wrap on in and (laughs) you know struggle through it I don't meditate as much or nearly as much as as I would like to but I I feel like that's about to change (laughs) yeah it's amazing but it's like I said like it's a practice so it's never going to be perfect even today I meditated today and I couldn't focus like all I could think about is all the stuff that I had to do it's meditation is a journey it's never going to be perfect but as long as you're consistent with it you'll start seeing the benefits So you said that you are into the medical marijuana. So I'm assuming now that it's legal where you are. Only medically, not recreational. Medically. Okay. And then also CBD. So do you, do you suggest CBD for people who are in a place where it's just a legal period? I highly recommend CBD. I'm actually a cannabis consultant and CBD is actually the best for anxiety. I personally like it a lot myself. So Wow. All right. So, I mean, I feel like we covered so many things. <laughs> we did. like <laughs> So many things. I feel like I learned so much more about you than I was able to from just seeing you. So this is really cool. So I like to end on a quote. That's kind of our thing over here. So is there a quote that you've been feeling lately or it's kind of like the quote you live by or, or something like that that you can share with us? So this quote I have been living by for years, and I would say since I started my network marketing business and and saying like, I'm my own boss, I can do this. She believed she could. Uh, Now I'm like forgetting what it is. (laughs) What is it? Hold on. She believed she could, so she did. There you go. (laughs) I love it. Short and sweet and to the point. All right, Yasara, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram because that's my jam. My handle is fit4arn, which is F-I-T, the number four, R-N as in registered nurse. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rebel Babe Cave. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe and we'd love it if you left a review. See you next week.